because there has been an emergency. To infinity and beyond. I thought my jokes were bad. The force will be with you. Always. We're just like Kevin Bacon. Alrighty, welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today uh, we have another episode of Cinemania Live with myself and my co-host, Hannah. Hannah, hello. Hey. How you doing? Happy Saturday. I'm pretty good. Listen, we gotta talk. Why? I think I'm tired of your Twitter. (laughs) Why? You know what I'm saying? I just something about it. Something about that movies and cats just I'm having a good time on Twitter, honestly. <laughs> it's just it's not it's just not the same. It's not the same innocent <laughs> innocent tweeter like before. How <laughs> so? No, no, you just every single twenty every twenty minutes it's just you popping off as something or someone. <laughs> and I'm, just, and I'm just confused. Before it was like, hey, look at my cat. Now it's like you know, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> All right, everyone. We have a special Saturday edition of the show. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a really rough week mentally-wise, and work has been a disaster as well. So thank you guys for being patient with myself because there's been a lot of stuff ever since. This always happens. Like, I'll get, like, sick or something, you know, and then there's, like, a bunch of stuff to talk about. But Is then that- when they're... But they ain't shit to talk about. Well, since since at least Tuesday, there's, there's a couple of stories that, you know, as far as Nolan, and then as far as the um the Godzilla Godzilla versus Kong trailer on Sunday, a lot of, a lot of these new movie delays. Um, so yeah, so today we're gonna do our regular live show format. Maybe take some questions here and there. Uh, talk, talk about a few things and then uh, I hate that I like talk about news every week with you and then I'm like the one who always comes on here and I'm like I don't know what you're gonna bring up to me because I just I don't pay attention what's going on <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm saying I don't know what's go- I don't know what this 20 year old Hannah is going on I'm I've never paid attention <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan I just it's not it because you know what I'm saying just listen, man. You're posting all these lists. <laughs> What's up with you and Tenet? Why why is Tenet like a big thing for I, you right now? I genuinely couldn't even fucking tell you. I like oh, we, we did the review of Tenet together, right? Yeah. And then yeah. And after that you just and you, and then I wasn't even like, mind. I know. I wasn't even like I I did love Tenet, but I wasn't like madly in love with it. Like I wasn't like, oh my god, it's like my my favorite thing ever, um, on the review or anything. And then I just kind of like didn't talk about it after that. <laughs> out of nowhere i was like oh my god i really want to rewatch tenant and then i rewatched tenant and i was like oh my god i think i'm like kind of madly in love with tenant and now and now every day like i just like think about it and i'm like i want to watch it like i'm one of those people where if i love something i'll rewatch it and like exhaust it to the point where i'm like i can't watch it anymore and i hate that i do that because like i'll love a movie so much and i'll just rewatch it so much to the point where i'm like oh my god i can never watch this movie again but like i can't stop myself I hate when you get into these moods. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Why? When you get to these moods, because then I have to see like a thousand <laughs> posts. I th- I think the oh, way is God. just to mute Hannah. You know what I'm saying? 
I think I think that's what I have to do to just to kind of you know contain my my like my anger my anger I'm just having a grand old time honestly I really Listen, am. I guess so I just don't know what's going on around around these streets you know what I'm saying sorry anyways uh, <laughs> um uh, what else you been doing besides tenant um listen listen I'll start listen I watched uh, I watched Skull Island today and I'm actually surprised that it's that you don't like it more. I feel like it's right up your alley. I, I don't. You, you it's got, not you I got Loki like it. with a Listen, sword. It's not that Loki's I dislike it. I think it's fun. It's just I don't like rewatch it. Like it's not something that then, I think about or come back to. And then you love Campy and Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, what more do you want from the guy? He's yelling at a monkey. <laughs> I just don't know what else you want from Skull Island. I, you're like, I'm not you're like, saying not my that favorite. I like it. <laughs> like my favorite is Godzilla. I'm like, what? Godzilla, that's the one. <laughs> I'm not oh, yes. saying I dislike it. It's just like not a movie that I'm like madly in love with and like come back to or think about often. Well, why? You I've watched it like twice and I enjoyed it both times. So like I don't really have like any desire to go back to it like beyond those two times that I watched. Last time you watched it. Last time you watched it. I think um in wow. 2018. Okay, see, so you so you're new and improved, you're grown now. And I only watched it for a second time after the first time I watched it because Jamie went through this like Tom Hiddleston thing and yeah. she wanted to watch it. So Yeah, and he's uh I mean he's he's a little boring in the movie, but he looks good, like you said. <laughs> oh he my god. Larson, I, w- I was yeah. laughing so hard because I made that tweet uh that I was like Kong Kong Skull Island is sexy and that's about it and people thought I meant the cinematography and there was like actually people upset and like the quote tweets being like oh it's just colored yellow is that cinematography and I was like and I had to like go make another reply to the tweet I was like sexy as in the cast like I'm not talking about the cinematography (laughs) also what's up with you on Twitter when you post something and then you immediately reply to yourself what do you mean so I'm seeing like double faces oh I don't know Michael Bay, take my money. Put your <laughs> on the suit, I'm there, guaranteed. And I'm like, yo, why is this? Why is this Hannah's new thing to put a tweet and then like add add like a thread or something to the tweet? I'll, I'll I'll like tweet it and then like I'll have another thought that I didn't put in the original tweet. This Twitter's messy, man. I keep listen. Michael Bay, take my money. Listen, I'm like I'm having a great time on Twitter because my tweets aren't like <laughs> flopping like usual. So. Oh, man. And it's and I'm and I'm annoyed by it because you know there was a moment where on Twitter you were just not getting any love because all you was doing was posting fan cams and it's everybody true. was not nobody was fucking with you and now all of a sudden everybody's fucking with you and then this is what I'm talking about I'm <laughs> posting this scene because I love it so much I'm tired man it's true it's true I do agree with this retweet though about Matt Neglia saying nominate the plan song yes. That's history right there. Like, Hannah, what's up? Super <laughs> coming of age comedy. Wait, are they about to down. kiss? You, you have something that there's something <laughs> here that you'll agree with. Are they about to kiss? <laughs> oh my god, the two of special. Oh, that's Ahmad. Ahmad's cool. Me like that bad boy. So <laughs> um, please do not. Eh, I'll leave that one alone. Uh, just think. I just think that Chris Pine and Princess Diaries too. <laughs> Like what about it? Like what? Like you <laughs> he know looks what I'm saying? Good. <laughs> and then the next, and then and then the, and then once again, you're like threading yourself. 
I think about this every day. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and then it's this one, just hear me out, okay? I'm like, no, this is a horrible take. <laughs> Young Kirk is that high? Uh, yes. The only, the only, wait, I know why Young Kirk is that high. You think I don't know? <laughs> I know why. It is Go not ahead. for that reason. <laughs> what? What's, what was I going to say? I know Harry why Styles. Right. Harry Styles. It's not because of Harry Styles. <laughs> I'm just saying what I noticed, okay? Listen, maybe maybe why. it's because Tom Hardy, Barry Keoghan, Harry Styles. <laughs> <laughs> I know you was not 100% vibing with John Kirk like that. You cannot tell me you was. <laughs> no, I was. I swear. That's the most straight white male movie I've ever seen. It's just the most. Wait, wait. Well, I know it's so funny now that you just said that. Um, I I forgot when it was, but I posted my like top uh twenty five movies of all time, right? And somebody in their replies was like, um, watch like older movies or like something like that. That was a big thing that happened. And then somebody replied (laughs) replied to their tweet. It made me laugh so hard because I never even like thought about it. Uh, they're like actually, um. If you actually look at her movies that she has in her list, it's like it's predominantly uh, movies that star people of color or LGBT movies, stuff like that. I don't I don't know who said it, but um, I was and they're like and that isn't like prevalent in older movies. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) I never like noticed it myself, but I was like, thank you. Thank you for realizing that for me. It's ridiculous, man. Only sexy people like Dr. Sleep. If So if you don't like it. I mean, hey, that's the one that I was like, you'll agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, 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 I guess you're not wrong. I'm tired of this Twitter, man. It's getting so much. (laughs) It's getting too much traction for your boy. I like I like I liked when Hannah was unknown. (laughs) Dexter be so good. Then boom, season six to seven. I mean, fair. I haven't seen it. I heard I heard some. Oh, six to eight might be. Zendaya's cop and tenant. That's cool. We love to see it. <laughs> um, please, I'm so in love with her. Monica Rambo. I love how this is just a review of Hannah's Twitter page. <laughs> <laughs> this Very different lie. tweets, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes. Listen, listen, listen. Monica Rambo. She she can get it. I mean, she looks good in this show. You ain't lying. She looks especially amazing. That, especially when she has that black and white outfit going on. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Wonder Wanda Vision, what you like about what you think about that episode? Oh my god, I loved it. I liked it too. I liked it a lot. Did I'm it like, blow your mind? I mean, kind of by the end, I was like, because they teased us so much with like episodes one and two. Mm-hmm. So just getting like the tiniest bit more of like uncovering the mystery, it like mm-hmm. it got me really excited. Yeah, I I really liked the episode. I watched it again because it was, it was a part of the screening from last week. Um, they did one to three and stuff so watching it again was cool um yeah i really like it i'm really excited to see where the show where where the show goes um and stuff like that it it is it is it's not as like divisive as i thought it was gonna be but there is some like divisiveness with the show as far as people not really vibing with the whole you know the whole format of like the funny kind of sitcom kind of stuff i like it I mean, here's my thing, right? You've gotten the boom, 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 and the whoppity wop, like for 23 movies. And I said, like, one thing I, I kept saying is that if you want to evolve, you have to do different things. Like, people already were starting to get annoyed with like the MCU's format of just the same kind of movie, you know? Even if, even if like. 
you you had that select kind of few that'll go kind of weirder than the norm, but at the end of the day, they still feel like an MCU movie. And this is the one thing that does not feel MCU at all. Out of everything that I've seen MCU, this is the one thing that doesn't that doesn't feel like it. Only time it does feel like it is when you go into the real world. But I mean, that was like a split second in the show. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like that's why I don't mind it. I like I like I like the route that it's going. Yeah, um, I, I'm. It's so weird to me that, like, there is like any sort of like discourse on it, because it seemed like we were like talking about this leading up to the show that MCU fans will watch anything. At this mm-hmm. point, like, you don't have to hide behind just like safe anymore. But yeah. now that the show is out and we're seeing people actually kind of not wanting to watch the show or disliking the show it's like maybe yeah. they're wrong uh <laughs> which which kind of scares me for movies like uh, eternals and uh doctor strange 2 you know well i think i the reason why i would say those are still fine is because those are movies and this is like a show where like it's a it's a it's episodic so you can decide after like episode two if you're not feeling it or not a movie listen you paid your ticket you gotta watch it yeah that's true you know what i'm saying so i think i think they're fine in that department but um i mean for like critically though like there's also audiences will react to those movies is what i mean right there's also a lot of people who i mean that's a good point too and they might and they probably will start to feel kind of kind of eh. but i think that's why they're they're not like nobody's saying that every single thing going forward is gonna be weird you're just gonna yeah. have you're just gonna have i mean because you still have your movies that well, i didn't mention like spider-man 3 or like yeah like spider-man 3 like, stuff like that because i, I black have widow like widow yeah, straight black widow. i have no you doubt that get. people are gonna love those and have no issue and you know spring to watch them but right. stuff like wandavision and like i said uh eternals and doctor strange 2 is where i'm like maybe audiences aren't gonna you know love these as much as they love you know the 23 other movies that we've seen in the mcu i already don't i already don't i mean i've, I've said i've saw that from the beginning when it came to eternals i already don't see them going and crazy. that's why i think but, i think marvel knows this and i think that marvel yeah. that's why they're gonna try and make it an awards film <sighs> really yeah well yeah they're released they Every time that they've moved it, they moved it into awards time. Like a like a November. Or yeah, and like I think that. the reason why they're waiting to release the trailer is because they think they know that Chloe Zhao is going to win Best Director, and they want to put that in their trailer. Coming. Oh, I thought you were talking about. I thought you was talking about like them campaigning the Eternals movie as yeah. Like awards. Yeah. Oh. I think well, they I are going to try and make it. Eternals and awards. Film. Oh, I can't say nothing. I gotta see it first. That's the fact that there's just nothing. But I just gotta see it. I gotta see it first. And what if she doesn't win? I mean, I she'll be nominated at the very least. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I think I, that I'm Marvel hoping. knows that she is the front runner to win right now, and they will be able to put Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao in the trailer and market the film with that. So right, right. And right. they and they have moved it, like I said, moved it into awards time every time they move the film. Yeah, I just assume that's just because you know the, the they that that's what they wanted in like the schedule as far as it to be like a no but like a Thor Ragnarok to throw it in that around that same kind of market because Spider Man three is like December. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, everyone that I've seen on Twitter has said that they believe that the movie will be an awards film too. So I don't know. 
fuck, Eternal. I we'll see. I, I like I said, I can't see. I can't say anything. If I see a tra- if I do see a trailer though, and it seems very like Avengers e and stuff, I don't. I wouldn't see it I because mean, if Black if Black Panther, um, Black Panther got in and stuff like that. But I think Black Panther got in on the sole merit of what it was representing, the cultural impact. Yeah, the col- and I don't think that's happening with Eternals. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think like so. That either but when you think about it chloe Zhao is the most like awards friendly director that's been in the mcu so far of course yeah i i i think i just i mean ryan coogler i I mean mean, he's not an awards darling but chloe Zhao, what does she what is what did she get well i'm saying with nomadland her it's her first movie that's kind of like big and Mm -hmm. uh coming up right now and it's like the film has already won so many awards. She's like the front runner for best uh, best. Yeah, she director. won ours. What? She won ours too. Yeah, she won ours too. Nomad Man um, is kind of the front runner for best picture right now too. So you know. Well, I'm th- here's my thing. Here's here's why I don't think it's going to be pushed as like an awards movie. I think it's because also too it was made. I think it was it was made before. I don't. I think it was it was made before like Nomad Land was like a thing. So I, I unless, like I said, it's, this is a really hard to talk about. It's because we have we don't we haven't seen nothing about it. But the Academy before even like a lot of people were talking about even Endgame trying to get into that talk. But like I, the Academy is just they're not they're not with it when it comes to the MCU. I mean we already know that. The only and that's why I say the only time they put Black Panther in that kind of conversation was because of how big of a phenomenon it was. I just don't see the same thing happening with Eternals. I mean maybe. Well, I think I mean, Eternals going to be a very different film than Endgame. Cuz the only yeah. the only movies that the MCU has tried to push for awards is Endgame and Black Panther. With Black Panther, that was a cultural like phenomenon. So yeah. uh, the Academy like obviously kind of had to um Yeah. And, and like even like even like yeah. actors that are in the Eternals, like I mean Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden and Jon Snow. I mean, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of either Academy Award nominated or winners like uh, Angelina Jolie. Um, but with Eternals, um, I think it's going to be a very different film than Endgame, and I don't think that I'll have the cultural impact that Black Panther did. And I think that Chloe Zhao, she's you know said multiple times now that she had a complete control over the film like creatively so i'm i'm hoping that it is a chloe Zhao film and it um you know it's it's different than anything else we've seen in the mcu like we're kind of expecting it to be so i don't know that's me and everyone else on twitter who has said that they think it's going to be an awards film is just projecting so who you haven't seen that like whenever like eternals was brought up Everyone's like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be an awards film." This is the first time I'm ever hearing this. I swear to God, I swear to God. Next time you see like people like talking about Eternals, I swear to God, I'm not like making this up. (laughs) I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying I haven't seen anybody say Eternals. Well, also, you're not like following Eternals like I am. Why'd you say that? Because you're not excited for it. I'm like following like all like the Eternals like updates accounts and like shit like that. Like well, I every saw all time, the Marvel like, accounts talk about e- Eternals, and they none of none of them are talking about how it's you no. Know, well, that's because there's work. nothing about Eternals yet. They have nothing to that's talk exactly. about. Exactly, that's what I mean. I'm like, talking about, about like it. I know, but I'm talking about like Eternals, like updates accounts and stuff like that. They have like the little like nitty gritty details of every no, little thing that happens about, in yeah. the that's what I mean. Like, and I'm I'm saying, and I just said that we're projecting at this point. Like, none of us like know for sure, obviously. 
but we're projecting yeah. because it is Chloe Zhao and she's kind of become an Academy darling already, even though, you know, Oscars aren't even here. Her film is, you know, kind of the front runner for a lot of categories. And it, the film, like I just said, seems like it's going to be different for the MCU and they have put it in the awards time. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I have to see it. I got to see a trailer and stuff about this and see how it is first before we start. I think I, I, I just think it's weird to start that kind of conversation where we have we literally have seen nothing but like costumes from it. Well, that's why like I said that I'm pro- we're, we're projecting. So, I mean, I guess we'll see. So, all right, let's go on a break. We'll be back. We'll talk about more things back in a moment to me. Alrighty, back on the show here, Cinemania Live. I lost power, everyone. So you're listening to this right after the first segment, but it's been like an hour. Yeah, so. it's been like two seconds for you guys. But. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed that first song. But yeah, that's 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 not what it was. Lost power. I was pouring my uh, pouring a cup of coffee. And, yeah. <laughs> Man, what's going on? How's how's that hour been for you? What you been doing? I played Among Us mostly. <laughs> all right so let's get into some news topics uh first bit of topic we i asked you how did you like wandavision right yeah we okay. talked about it for like two seconds you did yeah then we got to like eternals and then like yeah you bo- then you started bullshit and i was like nah. <laughs> um wandavision was good once again i really really enjoyed the episode as always I'm glad um, everyone is caught up with each other now yeah, like, no, yeah. I, I don't like that feeling. I didn't like I mean it was cool to see it early, but I was like, damn, like I want to talk about episode three. Now everyone now like episode four, which I haven't seen yet. So I don't know if they're sending that early. I think I don't they think are. so. I think they wanna let everyone be together now. Well, I know I think it I know usually with these T V shows, like the T V show kind of format, what they usually do is that Cause I remember, remember for uh, we are who we are. Like I would get the new episode like by like Thursday, or like Wednesday without asking. They just sent it. Oh, I think they ask you in the beginning, like if you want each episode early for a review. Well, that's for know, HBO. Sign um, up. Sign Disney up. Had, was it? Disney it was, didn't it was Amazon too. Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandal- Mandalorian was the did, 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 did they do like just the first three and then everyone else had no, to get they to didn't be send screeners they didn't send screeners out for Mandalorian like period. Yeah, so. quite qu- quite frankly, I'm hoping that they do because I can't deal with with people and spoilers at like four in the morning and five in the morning and that shit is so frustrating and stuff. And I don't watch I don't I don't stay up to watch these shows. I watch them in the morning because like I work. I, I got shit to do. I can't be up at like three a.m. 
and stuff like that. So quite frankly, I, I kind of hope they do because I don't got time for this shit. But um, <laughs> with like with like Lovecraft Country, like I, that that's also that's WB. I like the way they did they did it. They did the first like five episodes for us, and then each week they would send them, they would send a new episode um, and whatnot. And with this show, I would I I because I because I wouldn't mind getting a, getting early reviews out for the episode and stuff because mm-hmm. i don't spoil anything on twitter i don't know what other people do but i know i don't spoil anything on twitter i don't yeah, even yeah. ask people up with the whole oh it's 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 the most riveting episode of the century <laughs> and you don't want to i don't do all that i just i liked it thought it was really good i say my shit and then i'd be out so um we'll see but i i am excited to see where they go next um can we do spoilers whatever so where are you at right now as far as what's happening I mean, I don't, I don't even fucking know. Like I said, the first thing I said to Larry after we finished our reaction was that I like feel so much less confused, but so much more confused at the same time. Like that cleared up so much, but so little. <laughs> um, I don't. I just, it's just so much. <laughs> I. So, there's been nods that they're trapped there, like. So I think the people who are not Agnes is trapped there either by Wanda or I think it's by I think they're there for by Wanda. Right. Maybe it's the people in the I don't think that Wanda's the one who trapped them there. I feel like I think there is like something bigger happening. Well, like, I agree with I that. I don't know too. if it's a Mephisto or if it's um like AIM or something like that. I don't know, but I think that Wanda is trapped there with them. Yeah, I don't think it's aim. Aim, aim, aim. Don't do they, aim. Don't do shit like that. They don't do little multiverse mm. weird stuff. They just. I, know, like, I just. I listen to my dad and his theories, and then I spit them so, out at you. <laughs> I I think yeah. I think that because I think it's her, but I think she's under some sort of influence. But I feel like the majority is her, but it's increased by Mephisto because the way she's talking to Vision in some of these scenes. Because Vision is starting to have a conscience. Like, he's starting to be like, dude, what's going on? And then she's blinking and then changing the scene up. And then every, and then that time when when um, when Geraldine, well, Monica Rambo, touched her hand. Or, like, almost forgot her name, but then she touched her hand. And then she knew. I just think it's, I think it's Wanda. And then the way she was acting at the end with uh, with Monica. And she threw her out. So, But yeah. I think that's, that's them making you want to believe that it's Wanda. But I think it's Wanda, but it's not. She's, but she's under something by Mephisto. I just can't. Be, I I can't imagine. It's, it's Mephisto. weird because. Go ahead. I said I, I I can't imagine Mephisto. Wanda's super powerful, right? She's about the. She's literally about to rip Thanos. I just can't unless Mephisto is like power more powerful than Wanda. I can't see him controlling her because I feel like she's the most powerful person in all of this right now if that makes sense mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so i don't I, know where i'm at i don't know it's it's hard because she obviously has some sort of like control over what's going on because mm-hmm. she did throw her out um and she is the one like kind of reversing and making things unhappen but also in the episodes there's points where she is like she's confused like she doesn't know what things are like the beekeeper and the helicopter and stuff like that and it doesn't seem like a confused as to like be like oh like somebody's trying to like come get me or something's trying to like threaten 
what I've been made or built, you know, um, mm-hmm. it's like confused, like what is going on? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. I think I got that. Like, I don't know. Cause I listen, like I told you, I watched this episode like six times, all of them. And the first episode, even at the dinner scene, that feels like it was, that feel like the dude started choking because of her. And then I don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed like the way she snapped out of the, 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 the sitcom thing. And she was like, mm-hmm. vision, help, help him and stuff like, like make him stop asking me all these questions. So I'm going to choke him, but I don't want to kill him. So vision, help him. That's what it felt like to me. Then the second one, the second one, second episode feels like a part of it. Part of it for me feels like the, the, the helicopter was red and it just didn't belong in this whatever. Right. So I feel like that response from her was more so like, like, what's the way did this come from? You know, because I don't think she how could she know that somebody could be outside trying to get her? So I think that that's that that's what that was like, like, oh, what is this? And then she saw the dude. Then that's probably why then I'm thinking that part. She put the pieces together like, oh, they're trying to come get me. Let me rewind this shit and all that stuff. So I don't know, because then how does somebody get in? Like, yeah, that's Monica what I was, that's what I was wondering. I was like, "How did Monica get Monica get in, in the first place?" Monica got in, and then that's when she started being like all iffy on Monica. It's there's a lot, but I think that's a good thing. Um, I think all that is is, is good while we're speculating and stuff like that. And I think that's uh, that's good. As far as people who are not into it, because I got I got I got a I got a um a message on Skype that I was gonna bring up later in the show, but we're talking about one division now, so I might as well bring it up here so person was like i am i am liking wandavision however i think the show feels more niche towards the comic book fans i have no idea what's going on and my wife doesn't either so i think i i think these these are these this show is 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 for more of of, of those fans i don't um, think it's niche to comic book fans i just think that people think that because they don't understand what's going on right now but in reality yeah. it's just because the show is you know building up the mystery <laughs> i just think I a lot of I, what, what this show is showing me is that a lot of people need their hand held a lot yeah that's what i was and, you know what i got a lot of sh- i got a lot of shit for saying that people were just impatient uh the people yeah, who don't yeah. like uh like like harry potter and the deathly Hallows part one i said that on twitter and i got a lot of shit for that and i'm like no you guys are just impatient fuckers and with this i'm like so many of you just can't like let a mystery build i like i understand with movies like they're probably more forgiving towards movies because that's like two hours and you get like the pay payoff within you know that amount of time you don't have to wait like 10 hours of episodes or something like that which shows you know when's last time that i get the outsider the outsider is the same kind of thing where it's like in the episodes you get little little pieces of the mystery and it leads up to you know a big payoff and a lot of people stopped watching the outsider yeah i just think that's like what it comes outsider. down i just think that what it comes down to a lot of casuals just need a, and damn this is why this is why those movies like a fast and furious do like does so well like when you do challenge the audience when you give them like a last jedi they just know like nah like you know what i'm saying or where you when you give them like a midsummer or something like that or like a, you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. something that's challenging to watch then that's that's most of those movies just get rejected so when it comes to like even horror 
I mean, Doctor Sleep, those, you can even say too. Yeah, like, a lot of with those. Midsummer, like, that's like an indie, so we can't really like say anything about that because that's not the audience that it's trying to target. But like blockbusters, like you just said, um, like Doctor Sleep, and what'd you just say? I forget. Oh, like you just said something. A blockbuster. Like, a, like a, as far as a challenging movie? Yeah. I don't remember. You just said it like two seconds ago, and I agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Last Jedi, Last Jedi, yeah, the Last, Last Jedi. Jedi, right? Um, like movies like that, it's like they just don't want it. Yeah. I don't want any part of it because those movies are challenging to you got to think and stuff. So I think what happens here, and I think why those movies, other movies like a Fast and Furious and like a Transformers, they do so well because they don't challenge you. And even if you can say the other big kind of shoot them up uh movies like a like a what like a wonder woman or or like a man of steel or a suicide squad or even going to mcu like a like a ragnarok a lot of these movies don't challenge you so i feel like that's why most audiences really really connect with them but then when you get into something like this they get iffy because it's not what they are expecting and it's not what they want when you think comic book something you a lot of audiences want the action, the powers, the suits, and we're not getting that here. And I'm fine with it because I I said, um, like I said that listen, they did that for 23 movies, and you got to switch it up. And I'm I'm completely fine with them doing this. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think that's what's that's what the issue is when it comes to people not really vibing with it. They just this is just something completely different with the MCU that, that, that they've never done before. And it's pretty much an existential kind of horror, you know? Mm, so I, think, I think I think it is because, like, it is different than anything else in the MCU. Too many people probably went into it expecting, like, MCU stuff. But also, I do think a majority of people are just impatient. <laughs> yeah, and even, the even like, arguments like, uh, arguments like, oh, man, like, where are we going here? I'm like, dude, it's episode three. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not episode eight or, like, six And I think that episode four and on are probably going to be, you know, we're going to get into the meat of things finally. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I think, I mean, even if we don't, I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine <laughs> with that, too. Like, I, after watching the first episode of WandaVision and me and Larry's reaction, my fir- the first thing I said was, I really hope this is, like, a slow burn mystery. And from what I've seen so far, that's exactly what it is. And I'm completely fine with them just, like, blue-balling me every fucking week. Uh, As long as we get, like, a great payoff. Like, I can understand, like, once we finish the show, let's Mm -hmm. say the payoff isn't, you know, as big as we are all expecting. It isn't as good as we are all expecting, right? I understand by that point to be like, oh, we, like, you know, uh, dwindled within the first few episodes and, like, the first half of the season. And I didn't like it and stuff like that. I understand then, but it's like we haven't even gotten halfway through the show. Yeah. Also, too, another thing, another reason why that argument makes no sense to me is because the show is like 20 minutes. So it's not like the shows are an hour and it's just sitcom for an hour. Like someone like you would love that. I would be like, okay, guys, let's get this going. But the fact that the shows are so short, I think, helps with the story because that stuff doesn't get old. You know what I mean? Like the the silliness and stuff like that doesn't get old. I mean, we said this um, about shows like Barry and stuff like that too, where it's like, if you're going to make a show that's like 30 minutes an episode, you're going to have to like, you can pack in so much stuff and it's never going to feel like stale or old because just such a short like runtime. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think that's that's why I think it works so well. Listen, I think the I think the stuff is great. I I criticized the show um, when it when it was first announced because of that idea. I mean, you tell me it's a sitcom, I'm going to be like, what is going on here? But the <laughs> fact that what I from what I've seen, I think the writing is super smart. I think the directing is super smart. There's so many hints and nods, and if that's for a niche audience, then I'm sorry, but like you know, <laughs> if it is though. I do get nervous, like like we were talking about earlier about like future installments, and I really hope for their sake they're not going to see audio, like you know, casual re- responses to this show and and kind of hold back from what they want to do with the universe I hope not too. Because like it, I really hope we've been saying this ever since we saw the stuff from Comic Con that it seems like Phase Four really is going to be a more expen- experimental um, phase for the MCU and hopefully you know going on that we're not going to have the safe just same movies over and over and over again like we love the MCU we love it a lot and you know we praise the movies all the time but it's like we can't sit here and be like oh they're so different they're like you know uh, challenging or anything like that they're not and it seems like with phase four they're going to let their directors have creative freedom finally and you know if they see the audiences don't respond well to that then I you know, it's going to suck to see them go back to the same thing that we've been seeing for 23 movies. Agreed. Agreed. Because I think uh, that's why I also said that I think what's the show Falcon and Winter Soldier, they were going to start with that. I think that's the best. That was the best move to do so. But because, of, you know, because of the pandemic kind of kind of messed everything up, they had to start with WandaVision because they had to get something. It was going on like almost almost like two years without any kind of MCU stuff. So. I think as far as Falcon and Winter Soldier stuff, maybe that'll that'll bring whoever kind of left. Nah, I don't think I'll, I, I think maybe I'm over exaggerating because I don't think people. I don't think anyone's like just gonna stop yeah, being an MCU think... fan. I just think that people probably won't watch the show. Won't watch this because they're have really that, that frustrated yeah. with the show right now. Because I have noticed, I have noticed, I have noticed some of that as far as people just being nah, like just not feeling it anymore and stuff. Uh, because you know, three episodes is too long i guess i don't know it's really strange it also it also part of me as well that think why people are connecting is because it's not a binge show it's yeah. the format so if you already don't like it and you have 20 minutes of sitcom and then like six minutes of actual goody 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 stuff then you're probably gonna get frustrated that you have to whole week and wait a whole nother week because you'll probably, you'll probably feel like duped and stuff you know what i'm saying so maybe that stuff kind of plays in part but yeah good question whoever this is i appreciate it all right let's get into some other little bit of news um listen i'm not even gonna bring up godzilla versus kong i'm excited you tripping okay <laughs> trailer tomorrow everyone sorry it's ridiculous and we have the news of christopher nolan possibly exiting HBO or Warner Brothers. What did I say? Go back to the fucking live shows that we did talking about all this shit. What did I say? I don't remember. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. And I mean, dude, somebody was like, listen, why would he do that? Who's really going to give Nolan all the money and all this stuff? And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
what i think any studio other than like you know little indie studios like a24 obviously a24 isn't going to give christopher nolan 200 million dollars but i think christopher nolan could go to any studio right now and ask for 200 million dollars like okay <laughs> yeah yeah i think he has, okay, the it's track record. he has the track record to make you know critically acclaimed movies even like awards friendly movies and also movies that bang at the box office if this was like someone else I don't know who's a geek director. If like, it was like I a Denis Villeneuve, I'd say like we can even make that comparison. If it was Denis rough, Villeneuve, you know? we can make the argument that he can go to any studio right now and they will not give him two hundred million dollars to make a Dune sequel, You're right? Totally because right. He, absolutely, he doesn't bring in the box office like Nolan does. If you bring up Tenet, we're in a pandemic. The movie released during a pandemic. It was a risk. Warner Bros. knew it was a risk. I think everyone involved knew that. You know, there is a potential that the movie wasn't going to bang at the box office box office even then it's been the most profitable movie that's released at the box office so far in the pandemic so you can't even really like raise that argument there because every movie beforehand that nolan's released with warner bros it has made buku bucks so it's like you and it's always critically acclaimed it's made what buku bucks buku bucks you never heard that before no, I never heard of it. Oh wow okay maybe this is an Illinois thing. Um but yeah uh (laughs) um it's made a ton of money, basically. Uh, <laughs> and also, I, it's like... I said, what? <laughs> uh, his movies are critically acclaimed, and there's yeah. some movies that are awards-friendly. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I have no idea. Because, listen, if, if your argument is that he asked for too much, and then nah, 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 I'm just, I'm just going to be like, what? Because all of his movies have done really well. Now, if you're someone who says, "Oh my God, the only movie that did well was his Dark was his Dark Knight trilogy," then um, I mean you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, but that's just that's not that's that, that's not the case. Oh, so, <laughs> like Interstellar did Even really like well. Dunkirk, like Dunkirk a fucking war opened, movie, did amazing. <laughs> Dunkirk opened to like fifty million and stuff. Let me just okay. I need let me get to my let me get my. Uh, <laughs> My handy dandy box office. Yeah. Situation. Okay. So Inception, eight eight hundred and thirty six point eight million dollars, a flop apparently. Interstellar, seven hundred and one point eight million dollars. Um, if you want to go back, man, The Dark Knight, one point one point zero zero five million. Uh, what else has he has has he done? Let's go Dunkirk. Dunkirk, box office. Dunkirk, five hundred billion for The Dark Knight. What do you say? Do you mean billion for the dark? Bu- yes, for the dark night. Okay, you said million. <laughs> well, whatever. Close enough. You know what I mean. Um, okay, Dunkirk, right here, five hundred and twenty-six point nine million. Now, for some reason, I just feel like because of how box office is now, people look at look at some numbers and they're like, "Oh my god, a flop!" And I'm just like, "No." Dunkirk, I think Dunkirk like cost like 150 million. So if it made 526.9 million, then yeah, it's it, it exceeded its budget. Let me put that in per- into like perspective. Like the Ant Man movies make around that much money. So right, right, <laughs> a fucking are- war movie compared to like an MCU movie made around the same amount of money. And I'm trying to figure out any any of his other movies. I did Inception. I did Interstellar. The Dark Knight Rises. What did that do? It's Batman. But listen, I'm going to say it anyway. The Dark Knight Rises box office. Oop, I put The Dark Rises. Eh, close enough. Listen, I made a lot of money, okay? 
just gonna say. <laughs> Let's see. Box I mean, there's just there's just no arguing it, really. Yeah. So this one this one made more than The Dark Knight, one point zero eight one billion. Uh, Batman Begins is probably like three hundred and seventy three point six million. But I mean, that one's even even that one still accumulated its budget. So I just I just don't know what the argument is that he doesn't bring in box office. I, I just baffled because if if any movie would have showed you that 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 would have told you that that case is true, it would be Dunkirk. Dunkirk not making a bunch of money, but it did. <laughs> so I mean, any studio, any with these numbers and the name, and most likely you're gonna get into some kind of Oscar kind of discussion, whether it's directing or cinematography or something like that. You know what I mean? With that being said, a Paramount, a Disney, a Universal would happily bring in Christopher Nolan. If so, you don't think that Disney, under like the Fox like name or whatever their Fox little right. adjacent thing, will give Christopher Nolan like two hundred fifty million dollars, no question, then you're insane. Or more. I mean, this just yeah. I mean, like if Christopher Nolan went to Disney and said, "Hey, let me make an MCU movie," oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and. and- they would give him more money than they give the Russos, probably. If he wanted to do that, if he wanted to do Star Wars, uh, he can do it. And they would let him. They, they, they wouldn't let him. They're letting Peyton breathe. Like, <laughs> you think they don't want Nolan? Oh, my God. He's Christopher Nolan. Like, the name holds a lot of weight, guys. It like, really does. So, I mean, the, I ain't going to talk more about Warner Brothers. You know, you, everyone knows where I stand about Warner Brothers. They're a disaster. So, I mean, of course this would happen. You know I mean, what I'm saying? Good of for him to leave, I guess. Like, him, if Denis leaves too, then I'm glad that they're putting their foot down. Right. All right, let's go on our last break of the show. Back in a moment, everyone. Send me live. I got myself a brand new pair of boots to keep the rain out. I got myself a brand new Already back on the show here, Cinemania Live. Gotta go into some questions plus some uh, other news. Uh, the last bit of news is that movies are getting delayed. What else is new? I mean, I called this last like September. I don't know why these people thought that no twenty, you know, twenty twenty one was gonna change. It might. I know the vaccine rollout is like in April, so a lot of these movies are getting moved to like October. No, t- un- honestly, I would just take them off the slate. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, take these movies off the slate until you know you can release them. I saw that Top Gun, they turned down offers from, like, Apple TV Plus um, to be on streaming. Fine. But just take them off the slate. You know what I'm saying? I'm hearing Black Widow might be delayed again. I don't care about Black Widow anymore. I'm so sorry. 
but I, I was starting not to care about Wonder Woman 1984. And then they were like, all right, we're just going to drop this on HBO Max. And fine. Black Widow, if it comes out, if it doesn't, whatever. Like, but the other movies, what else? A Quiet Place Part 2. <laughs> part two is the funny one because there's so many critics that have already seen the fucking movie right at the <laughs> premieres last year because it was like a week away like a, yeah it was like a week away <laughs> when the like pandemic started <laughs> i literally had my ticket i literally had oh my God. imax ticket that is so funny <laughs> it's ridiculous i think ren saw it like, yeah he just saw it already and oh i said oh my it's so funny it's ridiculous so all these movies i'm just not surprised I, I i do think you should stop shooting yourself in the foot and take them off the slate until they're ready i think some movies did that but i think you should i think they should just stop um yeah oh god oh my god all right this person here says after the after the new discourse of malcolm marie i am convinced that all movies are eligible for discourse um yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I well i think he's saying like before it was like the like the bvs's and the star wars and whatnot but mm-hmm. we got a we got a grounded the most grounded movie you can think of is takes place in one setting am i right yeah it's it's just the two of them discourse. in a house there's literally no cast members outside of just them discourse fighting and all i'm gonna say about malcolm and marie is i haven't seen it yet hannah saw it hannah thinks i would like it i'm sure i would like it too but white critics have got to stop telling black stories because just it just comes off weird and it comes off kind of iffy so i don't have a problem with you telling black stories as far as like euphoria because you know you can make that argument oh but he did a he's had a black story with euphoria and rue and all that stuff but something like this, where you know it's gonna garner like a reaction, you knew it was gonna garner a reaction. I, I think I, I think putting black people in front of that movie is not not the way to go. At least to me, you know what I'm saying. So, well, Zendaya was also very closely involved in the script and producing the movie, and so I think John David Washington also produced it. So. That's fine. I'm just saying. I just, yeah. It just, it just. Oh, I'm not trying to like disagree with you or anything like that. Yeah, it just just feels weird. It just feels. And also, I think that the people who are who have already seen it and who are you know making the discourse about it is kind of. (laughs) I think Dwayne probably in his mind right now, just from seeing the discourse, probably thinks that the movie is literally just like a critique of like critics and stuff like that when there's like 20 minutes or 30 minutes of the movie that actually talks about that and the rest is about their relationship (laughs) that's why i can't make a make a i can't make a make an argument about it until i until i until i see the i see the movie but like yeah i I was reading a lot i was reading a lot of reviews like actual article reviews yesterday and i was like oh oh, this is is looking a little iffy but um hey i mean we'll see i mean we'll see there is like there's never a world where there wasn't going to be backlash on the movie because you're critiquing the people who he's gonna who's gonna watch this movie you know like the kind of like the target audience for the movie is like critics and people within like our space because it's certainly not like a movie that's gonna like bang like you know extraction did on netflix it's not like for like general audiences so there's never a world where like a movie like critiques critics and there isn't like you know some people who feel a certain way about it you know yeah but the, some of the arguments that i was seeing wasn't even about just the critic oh issue. i know i know i know i know it was coming off like he's being pretentious and he's yeah being, 
and I and you know me, I fucking hate directors who are like that. I hate I hate all of them. Tarantino. Well, I think I went ignorantly because I didn't know about all yeah. of like Sam Levinson's kind of like. Yeah, it just comes off like oh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Like I didn't know that, yeah. so I think that's maybe why I didn't read it that way when I watched the movie. Right. I know I said to you that I need a rewatch after knowing all this now, and maybe it'll like portray to me that way afterwards. But I just I didn't know anything about Stan Levinson when I watched it, so I was kind of ignorant. <laughs> mm-hmm. And neither did I until I read back a few days ago about the whole thing with Assassination Nation. Yeah, I had no I idea frankly, about. I that. didn't even know he directed that movie. I love that. Yeah, movie. I didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know he directed that. So oopsie. But as far as Euphoria, I was like, I mean, he's just creating an edgy show. The one thing I like about Euphoria is that he kept he kept doing all these like he kept doing all these interviews where he's like, oh, these things happen to kids. I'm like, dude, what happened with Nate does not happen to anyone. That's ridiculous. That's literally a vi- a villain origin. A villain, like an yeah. evil. We, dude, me and Dwayne, we harped on this for a whole yeah, hour. Like, of that's where we uh, Euphoria for the first time. It's us being like, this Nate just turned into a fucking like super villain out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere with this files and blackmail and sticking his hand in jewels. It was weird. Okay, that stuff is not legit. You need to stop. But I hate when. I hate when directors say stuff like that. Oh my God, the directors from Antebellum do this, did this. And then when when I used to see his interviews, so I think that was like, I just stopped. I think with me and Euphoria, I liked the show a lot, but so I was just trying everything in my power to just remind myself that he didn't make it. Someone else did because he's just annoying in all of his interviews and he just comes off as like, like my way is the right way. You get what I'm saying? That's what I saw mm-hmm. a lot back in 20, I'm going to do for it, 2019, when I used to watch those after, those shows, you know, those epi- those little like behind the scene things after the episodes. He used to talk a lot about how, oh, this would create Sydney as the, I'm like, dude, like, no, this is, you're reading too much into your own story. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> just like, if you just market it as a, you know what? I just wanted to create a show about high school kids dealing with some issues fine but this whole the deeper element of uh sydney and uh her character with them it's like no (laughs) that's where you lose me because it's bullshit it's director talk and that's what i feel like is happening with this i haven't seen any kind of media with him but the most like what i've seen the most is just like it just a lot of people a lot of people kept saying oh my god he's making this movie because he got mad at some of the critical reviews for assassination nation or even euphoria because the critical reviews for that show was not good as far Mm -hmm. as like people saying this is not for kids i mean it's not it's rated m for whatever but a lot of people took issue with like the sexualization of like minors sexualization of of mine yeah which i i can agree with because i'll say this the sexualization of like minors and like stuff like that like the the sex portion of euphoria comes way before the part of like addiction and stuff like that which is one of the issues that i have with the show because it markets itself as a show about addiction but it's like it focuses way more on like the sex and like teenage drama and stuff like that graphic sex even the the fucking stuff with jewels and the other the dude's dad and showing the scenes showing all these scenes and showing like actors have left the show because like it's too much and i know what you're trying to do the show is popular the show the show i mean zendaya got an award for it and stuff but i mean that stuff 
you're I know you're just doing that for some type of response. It's my same issue with the 13 reasons why people because I know half of this shit in that first two, three seasons, you're just doing this for a response and for you to be trending and for for, for people to talk about the show right after they saw it. Because, like, the amount of, like, you know what I'm saying? That's all you heard. A lot of the stuff with Euphoria, a lot of the stuff behind the scenes overshadowed these amazing performances. Like, it just did. Because I barely, when I brought up Euphoria, it's like, let's say my mom, hey, have you ever seen the show Euphoria? Oh, no, that's the show that they did with all the penises and stuff. And I was like, yeah, like, you didn't hear that Zendaya does this amazing performance because all you're hearing about is what's happening with, like, the, the sex and whatnot, you know? So yeah. I just have an by issue way, with him. Sounds, like exponentially, like on in, like less interesting than you know Rue and Jules's yeah. stories. Like those are the only stories in the show that like I genuinely actually do care about and I'm invested in. I said on Twitter that Rue and Jules are like the only characters that I care about. Like the rest of them are just like you know interchangeable characters that are in every other kind of like That's high fair. school like movie or tv show and fez too i like fez but he's not like interesting or anything he's just a cool character um completely fair but other than that it's like what what what's so special about like maddie or like someone like that genuinely like asking like (laughs) answer quickly quickly. (laughs) do you literally answer quickly do you remember what i said when this movie was announced though like on like Mm -hmm. a world show or a live show i said that i was nervous because of the way he writes and the way yeah. he directs stuff. I said that way back when this shit was announced. Like, oof. I was like, you got Zendaya in there. It's about a, it's about this and Malcolm and oh, I don't know. It's going to be like, he's going to put some grotesque shit for the sake of being grotesque. And I'm not see. I'm not, I mean, from your review from it and then others, I'm not, he doesn't do any of that. But I guess the conversation that he's raising in the movie is not doing it for some people. And I already know I have a problem with pretentious directors and writers. So, I mean, we'll see. Fuck. Fuck. I'll say this. It it doesn't... It's different than his writing in Euphoria. It seems a lot more mature. Um, But I don't think that he can write a character outside of (laughs) Rue. Why? Is she she the same character? (laughs) Yeah, she is. She's like a struggling, like... uh, addict yeah oh they, really yeah I, I swear it's boring huh i don't know we'll see i, I, I mean i'm gonna see the, the movie with everyone else the best and... part of the movie is the relationship and conflict between um uh john david washington and zendaya i mean their chemistry is fantastic their performances are amazing and i keep saying that uh their monologues in the movie like it ba- it's basically a movie of them going back and forth doing monologues and the mono- the monologues are like fantastic amazing yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i um i mean we'll see I'm, I'm yeah when i heard about the movie too i was like all right you know i'm just nervous because the way he writes is all i mean his writing is not that great in euphoria except when it came to like rue and jewels everyone else was like just characters there to be naked or doing something sexual or being weird and stuff so I was nervous in that aspect. But I said, hey, he can write main characters well because he wrote, I think he writes Rue and Jules really well. And there, I, 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 I'm I, going to call Jules a main, like, you know, as far as like elite. Ah, no, nah, I'll call her a main. But, um, and then when I saw the movies black and white, I said, oh, God, it's, 
I know it's black and white because you want to, I just, I just, I look, I, I see past so much bullshit when it comes to directors like this. I just know what you're doing. Uh, I know what you, I know what you're doing. Does that make sense? I just know what you're doing. I know what you're... There's no real reason for it to be black and white. <laughs> I know. I just, that's what I'm saying. I know, I know what you're doing. You put a black and white, yeah, you put a black and white tint. You, you think, it, you, oh, this is the Oscar. Yeah, I know what you're doing. That's why I'm, I'm bored with y'all. And I need some new voices and new like people to, to come in this scene. Cause this ain't it. Like a, like an Emerald Fennel, like a Chloe Zhao, or like a just Regina King felt like one night in Miami feels so fresh. And then like, you know, um, Minari feels so bright and fresh. Like I know what these, the, the uh, black and white and the, uh, this scene. And I know what you're doing and it's boring now. Nepotism, baby. Yes. Like, let's fix this. It's 2021. Let's move on. Let's get the some only, fresh. <laughs> the only nepotism kid that I will respect and care about is John David Washington. <laughs> yeah, I just... <laughs> Uh, let me sip my coffee because I'm annoyed. Um, oh wow, Malcolm Marie really is just a nepotism movie. Sam Levinson and saying? John David Washington, but John anyway. David Washington gets a pass because he's yeah. John David Washington. Yeah, and he's awesome. So, anyway, let's get into these other questions. <clears throat> if you want to send us a question, text six one seven five zero six three four zero nine. Hannah and I will answer them when we can person here says what do you think why do you think actors in big franchises don't get other major roles listen man i have no idea typecast i don't know you know that's a very good question i think it's typecast i think it's like you know large audiences get used to seeing the actor one way and they kind of like rob Downey jr like he's never not going to be seen as iron man to like large audiences so if you put them in anything then that's it you know people are gonna come and be like oh that's iron man you know when you sign up to i'm not even talking about just superhero movies it's like all the big all the big ones because bro even like stranger things yeah listen i've been saying that i think finn wolfhard tricked us all into thinking he's a good actor phenomenon (laughs) like one of netflix's biggest shows millie bobby brown has had like two movies and they're fine. And the big one that she was in flopped yeah, wasn't and, good. So and they're fine. And then the other actors, I don't see them anywhere. I mean, what's his face is in Spree. The other guy was in New Mutants. Eh, whatever. Okay, then you go to like, like Orange Is the New Black was like the show that brought me to Netflix when I was a little bit younger, right? And besides. I forgot, I'm forgetting her name, but Uza Aduba. Besides her, what are they doing? Any of them? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> Let's. That's what I'm saying. I'm not even talking about superhero movies, like big stuff. Yeah, like, I try and explain to Jamie all the time why everyone in the Vampire Diaries is like hey, a what's, flop. <laughs> what's your favorite? What's like one of your favorite shows you're watching right now? Dexter. What's yeah. he doing? You know what I'm saying? Shameless. What are they doing? What's his face was in was in the rental? Walking yeah. Dead, besides Denai Guerrero? What are they doing? <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. <laughs> I mean like, what? like I just said, like large audiences, even <laughs> one thing, right? And then like casting directors probably look at them oh. the same way. And they're like, well, they're gonna come to our show and see that person and think of that big role that they had. And it's, I've been saying or, this. Like, 
they typecast people like they like i'm sure michael c hall has been typecast as like fucking villains forever like <laughs> all of them every single one or scary uh, people you know shit like that supernatural what are they doing breaking bad what are they doing I mean, what? Brian Cranston's always going to yeah, be like Brian Cranston doing He's stuff. Good. So, but, I mean, but, but Aaron Paul, yeah, Aaron, Aaron yeah. Paul, yeah. <laughs> what is he doing? And even even the mom, I, th- I thought the mom did great work. Oh yeah, she's amazing. Vanished. Vanished. John Carlos Esposito too. He's he's doing good stuff. And then The Walking. Let me go back to The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Dude left the show. Right. What's his name? Uh, Rick Grimes. Right. Andrew Lincoln. Vanished. Stephen Young got know. out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. Steven Yoon, you can, I mean, kind of. I mean, I don't think Steven Yoon tried to do, like, blockbusters, though. Like, Burning and um and Sorry to Bother You, stuff like that. I think he's, like, kind of ruling, like, indies right now. Okja. That's fair. I mean, okay. he's worked with so many of, like, the biggest, like, the most critically acclaimed directors working right now. So, that's I should say, instead of biggest. Shameless. Homegirl left the, left the show. She said, I'm going on bigger and better things. Vanished. Old Pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what was, that's, what was, that's what I was just saying. I'm like, why? Why? What happens? Like Emma Emmy Rossum vanished out the She's out the face a of the earth. Actress too. And so there's a curse. I'm saying I've been saying this since the start of this podcast, 484 episodes ago. I've been saying there is a curse. There's a franchise curse, whether it's TV. Whether it's movies, yeah, there just is. So I don't know why these people don't get cast in anything else. You know what I'm saying like you could have had uh, Cameron Camp. You could have had like Cameron. Like how do you pronounce his nasty? Monahan. Yeah, yeah. I, I like you could have casted him in like so many villain roles, and he just vanished. Besides, like Gotham, he's vanished. And then there was no reason for DC not to hire him as Joker. There was no reason for it. (laughs) Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Let's go over here. Besides, besides, um, Oscar Isaac, Oscar Isaac, and Adam Driver, Mm. AZ Ridley, the star of Star Wars, Chaos Hawking. (laughs) I mean, I guess. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I think that's a way harder question than a lot of people think it is. I think it goes way deeper than we probably think it does. Yeah, because even you don't even, have to ask somebody involved in Hollywood this question. Because even uh, yeah, because dude from um dude from uh, Aladdin said the same thing. He said he hasn't gotten like a call. What was he said the last year? Like when when Aladdin came out? Yeah, like he, he, said was, he hasn't been in an audition room. Yeah, and I'm like that. That oh, grossed over a billion dollars. You would think that oh, you're now an, a name, or at least some kind of a small name or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's his face? Um, it's my homeboy's name, uh, Finn. Oh, John Boyega. Yeah, like besides Pacific Rim, they tried, and his. I mean, the movie was bad, but like. They tried with him, but like, what's then? He then they casted him like the circle, and he's just a geek in that in that movie. I think some of these people who haven't like done a lot outside of their like big movies is because they're not great actors. I'll say that for some of them. Okay, because I'm uh, listen. 
Awesome. Like oh. I, we we talked about this with when the Aladdin thing happened. Like it's wrong that he's not getting in audition rooms. Like period. Like he said that he's just he can't even get an audition. That's wrong. That's fucked up. Yeah. Um, but like him not being booked and busy, I think it's because he's not a great actor. <laughs> and I'm gonna say the same thing about some of the MCU people because yeah. they some of them do go out and try to do some things, and it just does not work because. Listen, when I watch Man in Black International, I say yike with a capital yike. All right. Chris Evans can do comedy, but only with Taika Waititi. Chris TV. Evans. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chris that's Hemsworth. it. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, because he's done. I think Chris Evans is a good actor. I do. I do too. But I mean, like I said, listen, that body needs to be in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Evans needs to stop working out Honestly, in order for us to take him seriously. <laughs> is Chris Evans that good, or is he just good? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is Chris Evans a good actor, or is he just hot? <laughs> no, but no, that's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, Nine Out was like it felt like he was just ad libbing, you know, which is great. But like a defending Jacob, when he does have to get serious, I'm like, he's good. That's about it's it. It's because it's because he can he can deliver lines well and seriously because he was Captain America. That's it. That's it. I mean am I wrong I'm sorry, here? that's so fucking funny, dude. Oh my god. Am I wrong here though? I think I think that's I, I just No, think, you're right. No, you're right. That's why it's funny. I think Loki Loki is great. He's just sexy. Listen, I didn't say that. You the one saying that. I, I said he's eyed pretty much. Like he's, Oh my god. Knives oh, out he was good, so but it wasn't <laughs> Knives out he was good, but it wasn't like a, oh my god, this man is blowing me away. Uh, oh, that's so funny. I'm sorry. It's ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> to answer the person's question, I have no idea. There's a curse and the curse is not for everyone. Because some of them break out. Like Tessa Thompson, she's in some really good movies. Creed, obviously. And then, you know, Sylvie's Love, she's really good in that, too. Well, some people go out and seek, like, um, like really good indie movies right away. And I think oh, that helps a lot. We didn't even talk about Game of Thrones. Vanish. Oh, yeah. All of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of them. Vanish. Except for, like, Richard Madden, he did that show on Netflix, The Bodyguard, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, like... Everyone else, Amelia Clark, uh, what was that movie? Christmas, Last Christmas. Oh, what is going on? Yeah, I don't know. I think the secret is, is if they can't, like, get, like, um, big movies or anything like that, and they're kind of stuck not doing anything, then you have to go seek out. Hannah, Cherry better pop off, or this curse is legit. Oh, yeah. I think you have to go seek out really good indie movies in order to cure it. I really do. It better pop off because listen, <laughs> I like me some I spies think Tom in disguise. Has maturing to do, honestly. Yeah, I like me some spies in disguise. Uh, that's I mean, I haven't seen that's that why in a long I time. Hope he's not playing Spider Man for like. I think I hope that in like three to four years, I hope that Tom Holland is done with Spider Man. Oh, I don't see that happening. The kid loves this role. You know I know he does, but I'm saying. For, for me, me. <laughs> I hope I hope that he is, he kind of for me I, and matures and you know really shows everyone how talented he is because I do think he's extremely talented. So I do too, but I think this curse is legit. If Cherry, I, I do think Tom Holland's still really young. Okay, 
I'm just saying, you know, Timothy Chalamet, if you can make the Timothy Chalamet comparison, but Timothy Chalamet hasn't done, like, a blockbuster movie in, like, a role that's, like, you know, ancient. It's kind like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, if Timothy Chalamet does that, do that, then he's probably gonna be fucked over. And everyone's gonna, you know, live in the call me by your name, beautiful boy, and little women times, and be like, oh, remember when Timothy Chalamet was actually, like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know. Nominated for Oscars. I see a lot of people be like, oh my god, I don't know why they haven't called him. I'm like, well, maybe he just doesn't feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe he just doesn't. Maybe he doesn't want that on his record because there is a curse, and it's and it's legit. And I will say a lot of, a lot of like awards kind of deciders they don't take you seriously anymore after you've done like MCU or like a big studio thing. Or, like, it's, even, like, comedians, too. You can kind of put them yeah, in the same group. I'm so fucking sick of everyone. Like, oh, my God. Gal Gadot has really... Ex- she's exceeded as an act. I'm like, where? Besides Wonder Woman, where? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what movie are you like, yo, that Gal Gadot... Man, nothing. Fast and Furious a lot of the time. And I'm like, what'd she do in Fast and Furious? What'd she do? She just posed. Yeah. And that's not even... That's not even on cap. That's... She posed. She was literally posing. That's it. She had like one lines. I don't know, man. I don't know what y'all want from your boy. I'm just trying to tell y'all. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell y'all what's up. There's a curse, and apparently I only see it because this is crazy. All right. So last question I'm going to do before we end the show. Dwayne, would you ever get a collider type studio with the Cinemania World team? A YouTube channel with you all would be amazing. That's really nice. Thank you. Listen, dude, I don't like YouTube. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think YouTube is so complicated. And I think... All of our YouTube friends right now are, like, punching the air. Yeah, and I think they're all I'm seeing like from... the only ones that don't do YouTube. Here's my thing. Podcasting, I click on this mic, I end the show, and I download it. These YouTubers, you gotta edit the video. <laughs> Edit this. Edit that. I think YouTube gives you like a it like uploads for like three hours sometimes. It's always a fight for like YouTube is like it's like I just think it's really toxic for small creators. And I don't want to do that to myself. We had a YouTube channel before, but it was literally set up to where I didn't have to edit. Podbean just uploaded them. But then I go onto videos and they don't look good. They just have a photo of whatever show. And I didn't like that. But I know I know that I'm not going to want to edit a video plus do the podcast. That's why most podcasts aren't on YouTube because that's a lot of work. And I don't have a team as far as people helping me as far as that regard of editing videos and all that stuff. And if you think I'm going to edit fucking videos and podcasts together with a full-time job, with a girlfriend who's needy, it ain't happening, okay? So unless this becomes my full-time job, which maybe it will, I hope it will one day, YouTube is not happening. Just fuck. <laughs> like literally, Hannah and I are the only one. And I'm sure Hannah's the same way. You just get a microphone. And you just start talking. Yeah. 
I know Hannah. Be I'm like, far I know insecure for YouTube. <laughs> I know most of the time when people are like Hannah come on my YouTube, you're just she's like, <sighs> I gotta like I <laughs> what? Like what? Like I'm 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 sure you're grateful, but fuck, I gotta do this and lighting and makeup and this and that and a third and look into the camera. Hannah, I don't know what you're wearing right now. You know what I'm wearing right now, and it's amazing. And I'm saying. <laughs> Why would I? Oh why, why would I want to go on YouTube? Why would I want to go on YouTube? Why? You know what I'm saying the, the only reason why I really do YouTube collabs is because I like uh, collabing with like other people in our same. That's and the only I, reason why I really. I do get it. a lot. I get a lot of like. I get it, and I really appreciate it. Don't get me wrong. I really, really appreciate it. People like come on my live stream. Come on this. I'm like, no, dude that's just uh, it's just not for me man and i'm insecure as hell too and that's of course that's one of the things but most of the time it's just because i don't feel like looking into a camera i just want to record so that's why i'm a basic podcast person okay that's it Ah, fuck podcast too last thing microphone is a one cost payment these fuckers gotta get a light gotta get a nice camera Gotta get a nice background, a nice looking chair to look good or something. Fuck all of that noise, man. I'm so good. You know what I mean? But as far as like a, I don't know if you ever watch Collider's old videos, like Collider Live and all those shows, but I would love that, but I'm not doing it myself. Like that's a lot of work. And that's a whole team who's setting, and that's a whole team of producers and stuff like that and editors. And I'm one guy and I can't do that shit. I know one of Alex's biggest things, like, hey, I want to make this like that. I'm like, bro, help, Ben. This is a lot. <laughs> you don't just do it. And then, like, you know what I'm saying? That's a lot of work. You got to pay your staff. You got you to gotta do a lot. So maybe in a few years, that'll be that'll happen. But not 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 anytime soon. Your boy is too busy. Sorry. So that being said, thank you guys for joining us. Really appreciate it. <laughs> really appreciate it. Thank you, for guys, you guys, for listening. Tomorrow, we're doing a bonfire. Whoop, whoop. Yay. First time in a long time. I'm excited. So that being said, thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Hannah. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. Instagram, Cinemaniac1994. The the podcast you can follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Hannah, take it away. My Twitter is at Movies and Cats. Ah! Sorry, and also, if you want to follow me on Letterboxd, it's Hannah Ringswald. I guess. I mean, I, I mean, don't, don't be following her. I've never like plugged my letterbox before, but I've been getting like a good amount of followers on there recently. So I'm like, maybe I will use my letterbox. Letterbox is cool, you know. Remember, I stopped letterbox like it two years ago because I was like, this is. Uh, I don't feel like <laughs> I was like, I don't feel like logging all these movies. I just don't feel like it. But I'm, I, I've been doing pretty good with letterbox. I like letterbox. It's good. All right, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Hannah. I'll talk to you guys soon. Our next live show will be on Tuesday. Thank you guys. Bye-bye.